Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? We've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. The show is getting some attention from around the world. What? I've, yeah, I've heard from some people that we have some some people that have received tapes from as far away as Ireland, uh, the UK. What? Yeah, even Germany. Wow. So, uh, uh, wie geht's? Uh, German listeners. Uh, let's see, uh, what, what what other German do I remember? Uh, uh, du bist stark. What does that mean? You are strong. Okay. <clears throat> Und uh, wir uh, haben ein gut show, whatever show is up. The only uh, German I know is Ich bin ein Berliner. I am a donut. Yep. Well, it means literally I am... From Berlin, but there was a popular donut called the Berliner at, uh, the, at that point. So, yeah, that's uh, that was the the embarrassment there. If, uh, President Kennedy should have should have read up on his German a little bit more. But anyway, uh, have fun in in the the Stadt, and that's German for city, or okay. or Berg or Dorf. That's village and. You know, whatever. Anyway, I know some <laughs> German, so come at me. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, come at me? Yeah, I don't know what that means. So, in the news today, there's some, uh, there's some OJ news. Okay, let's hear it. If you're, uh, if you're interested in hearing more about the juice, I know last week you said that uh, you're kind of sick of talking about it. Yeah, but I don't think the people buying the tapes are, so... <laughs> Well, apparently there was a clerk that says that he sold the knife to O.J. Simpson. All right. Or sold a knife to O.J. Simpson. A knife that could have been used in the brutal slaying of Nicole and Ronald. Apparently, that he was paid uh, $12,500 by the National Enquirer for his story oh my about selling this folding knife. And he said he would share the payment uh, with the owners of the store. And, uh, yeah, so they're, they're arguing. OJ's lawyer, Robert Shapiro, is arguing that this evidence shouldn't go to trial. All that stuff. Well, yeah, if um, it was paid for, that doesn't seem right. If his story was paid for, you mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, but they do that all the time. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's lying. No, it doesn't mean that he's lying, but, I mean, he could be. He could be because he was given money, and and how do you know? Yeah. People don't get paid for testimony. No, he's getting paid for his story for the Inquirer. I mean, there's a lot of people that are writing books, or, you know, they're... I'm sure there will be people making money off this this in one way or another. Eventually, they'll make a TV movie or something like that about it. Yeah, we'll see. People are screwed up. Yep, the whole world is. Speaking of screwed up, uh, CBS. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of CBS. CBS is merging with QVC. Q 
QVC. Quality, value, convenience. They're the uh, the place where uh, you know everyone's mom goes to at eleven o'clock at night and says, "Oh, I need that. I want to oh, buy that." Oh yeah, the shopping channel. Yeah, it's where you can shop from home. You just call call up somebody, call up the phone number, and order something. They send it to you in the mail. Crazy. That always seems like a bad idea. Yeah, go out to the store and look at what you're buying. I mean, the all this stuff could be incredibly low grade, terrible crap. Who would shop from their home? I don't know. Makes, I like going shopping. Exactly. It's a, make a day of it. Apparently, uh, C- QVC's chairman is Barry Diller, and for some reason, the paper needs to designate that he's 52 years old. I don't know why. Weird. But he's a programming whiz who once headed Fox, so, you know, eh, Fox is a bit of a joke. Right. But uh, anyway, I get, you know, I don't I don't think he's the person that discovered The Simpsons, which is, The Simpsons and Married with Children is basically all Fox is, so uh, he's going to become chief executive at CBS, and Lawrence Tish, 71, will remain chairman. I know that... Les Moonves is the the big guy in charge of CVS. Uh, I assume that's CBS. I assume that's not going to change. <clears throat> but anyway, um, CBS had been the number one network in viewership for three years. When in the seventies, <laughs> but it has been bruised by the loss of several continued on next page. So <laughs> I'm not going to go uh, that far into it. But anyway. So, CBS, QVC, uh, teaming up. What do you think? Do you think? I mean, obviously, they're not going to have home shopping on CBS, other than those late-night infomercials that all the channels do. I, I don't know. I, I don't care. Oh, We're talking okay. business right now. Like, I know it's entertainment business, but it's business. And it kind of makes my brain glaze over like a donut. Ikbenine Berliner. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you see that Pearl Jam testified before Congress? What? Yeah, one of your favorite bands. Why? Pearl Jam, uh, Je- Jeff. You Jeff. Know, every time I hear the words Pearl Jam now, all I do is picture a penis with a little bead of cum. <laughs> oh my God. You've ruined it for me. Yeah, sorry. Um, anyway. Uh, the, their bassist Jeff Ammons and uh, guitarist Stone Gossard, one of the best names in, in rock and roll, Stone Gossard, uh, appeared before a House subcommittee because they don't like the ticketing policy of, what's it called, um, Ticketmaster and some of these other, some of these other uh, places. They think that they overcharge uh, service fees and things like that, and they testified before Congress to that fact. Huh. Well, good for them. They're looking out for people. Pearl Jam would like to have its prices be eighteen dollars a tick, eighteen dollars a ticket, and limit the service charges to ten percent. So, so no one would pay more than twenty dollars to wow. see to see Pearl Jam. That's nice. Yeah, that's what they that's what they'd like to do, but they can't because their tickets are generally more than a hundred dollars. Because of all these service fees and the way that Ticketmaster does its pricing. So that's what they're arguing against. They'd like those things changed. And I, I think that the artists should have some control 
over how much money their tickets go for. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like if you make something and you sell it, Mm -hmm. you should be able to say how much you're charging for it. Yeah, exactly. So that is, uh, that's the story there. Uh, now, Tori Amos. Yay, Tori Amos. Are you Amos. familiar with Tori Amos's work? Why are you saying her name all weird? It's Tori Amos. Tori Amos. Not Amos, Amos. Tori Amos. Tori Amos? Amos. Is that how she says her name? Tor- that's Tori? how she says her name. Tori Amos. Amos. I've always said Tori Amos. I, I don't My know whole why. life I've always said Tori Amos. Because her name is spelled A-M-O-S. Tori Amos. Anyway, what about her? Okay, so Tori uh, Osmosis um, has some ideas for a new song she'd like to write. Uh, one of them, giving advice to God. What? Yeah, she says uh, she likes racial radical ideas, and uh, she wants to do a song where she's singing to God. Uh, apparently, her new album's called Under the Pink. Wonder what that means. Uh, oh, please don't. What? Don't ruin that for me, too. God, sometimes you just don't come through. Uh, that's one of the uh, the lines. Uh, and she says, I'm basically seducing God. What? I put my high no. heels on and get my little jar of milk and brown sugar out and get the kettle on and say, come on, buddy, sit down, have a cup of tea. You need some advice. I liked Tori Amos. You don't like that? I don't think I like her anymore. I'm sad. Well, I mean, I think it's fine to, you know, kind of, I don't know, it's a radical idea. Seducing God? I think what she's talking about is, like, seducing him to come and have a conversation with her. That's As she goes on, that's what it seems like she's talking about. I, I guess. I mean, I know she's weird. Like, at the end of her music, she, uh, like, thanks the fairies and stuff, like, at the end of her tracks. Maybe it was the fairies that changed the pronunciation of her last name. It's Amos. Tori Aimless. Amos? Uh-huh. There's a little review in here, too, for um, the movie Blown Away that just came out. And uh, basically saying it, it doesn't hold up to speed. That Tommy Lee Jones and Jeff Bridges are fine, but speed is way better than Blown Away. We haven't seen Blown Away, yeah. so I can't say. And um, I will not be seeing Blown Away. Yeah, I mean, especially when we're already hearing it's not as good. Why bother? Yeah, I don't have much of a interest in it. So, you know... Uh, I did watch... Do you ever watch Regis and Kathy Lee? Um, yeah. I watch them every once in a while. You know what else is, uh... You know what else is great? Is on Channel 20, during the day, right before Highway to Heaven and Alf, uh, you know, in reruns. Guess what else is in reruns? What? I'll give you a hint. Bum 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 bum
Who? Um, oh, what's his name? Tim uh, Tim Robbins. Okay. Yeah, the the one that was in um, uh, not the Natural, but uh, Bull Durham. Yeah, he's uh, he plays a very young Tim Robbins plays a terrorist. It's it's great. It's a really good episode. He bombs a uh, a it's a two part episode. He bombs a uh, hospital. But anyway, so I watch Saint Elsewhere a lot. Uh, you know, at noon, Channel Twenty, WXON. Everybody. Yeah, it's a fine show. It's just not as great as you like to say it is. You know, it comes on right before it at eleven o'clock. What? Magnum PI. Okay. Well, you like you liked Magnum PI. Yeah, when I was five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe not quite that young, sweetie. But yeah, Magnum PI. According to my mother, my first crush was Tom Selleck. I believe it. He is a handsome man. Well, I have, uh, you know, quite a mustache or you something. Do. <laughs> what? What? Nothing. I don't know. All right. So that's the news. A lot of, lot of, uh, lot of ammunition you're giving me here for, <laughs> for these news stories. I'm sorry. It's, it's like working with a wall. Hey. Yeah. You know, business is boring. The business of boring is business. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so, massive love. Uh, you have talked about maybe not doing this every week or not doing it as much because, I don't know, it doesn't seem like they, they change all that often. Right. How many of these people you really think find love then if they're they're in this, the same week over and over and over again? Well, I mean, there are people who've been passed over and passed over and passed over, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that's going to continue to happen. I mean, just because... Uh, now, if we could hook them up together, like, seriously, I think we should do a service and just hook them all up with each other. That might work, but... Yeah, we could use the internet. Well, we'll connect them through the there, since you think it's not cheating anyway. Well, I mean, not all these people are married. Just a large percentage of them. Like this dude. A very, very passionate, (laughs) very assertive, take charge white man. So like all white men. 40. (laughs) Seeks compliant yet affectionate woman for passion and adventure. I think this is the same guy that... uh, he just reworded it with he took out the hair pulling and stuff like oh that. Oh my god. Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like the same guy. Well, he's definitely got a similar fetish. Oh wait, no, here here he is. Cave caveman seeks compliant cavewoman. So, so they is, both want compliant women. Yeah, that's that's hot, right? Um, I'm glad you don't think so. <laughs> um two of these guys because this is the men seeking women section. Two of these guys start their their little ad out with the word Camelot. Huh. Camelot, handsome knight, 37, 5'8", 160 pounds, seeks his princess between 25 and 35 years. So she's got to be younger. To share with him their monogamous, committed kingdom forever. I mean, that's kind of nice. Monogamous. Yeah. It's basically saying I'm not going to cheat on you. Although if you have to, if you have to advertise that, right? Let's might have had that. some problems in the past. Look at the look at the one by the heart. A handsome, long-haired Viking <laughs> with a heart of gold, <laughs> seeking his princess. Wow, 
A long-haired Viking. What in the world? I have no idea. I'm picturing him actually wearing like a Viking hat on their first date. Or, uh. Habitless. So oh, boring. Good investment. <laughs> Speaking of business, good investment. Single black male, 34, 5'6". Ooh, a little short. Medium build with good income. Seeking to spoil single female, any race. Under 5'4". Gotta be shorter. Makes sense. Small to medium build. Age 18 to 30. How old is he? 34. Okay. What is it with these guys always wanting younger women? Yeah, I don't know. Guys make me sick. I mean, I want younger women, but that's because I'm a younger man. So. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not that much younger than you. No, no, no. You're only a year younger than me. But, like, I mean, you know, like, I wouldn't be attracted to a 30-year-old woman. But when you're 34, maybe you will be. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess it's all relative, you know. Like, when I'm 60, I'll probably be attracted to 60-year-old women. I mean, I know we won't be married, so. Because <laughs> you've, you've already said several times that that's not happening. I didn't say it's not happening. I said it's too early to talk about it. Okay. Well, how about we experience fun times? Male, man, woman, man. What in the world? Okay. MWM, I'm guessing... Married white male. Oh, okay, thank you. And couple with bi-female seeking females for discreet rendezvous, open to all ideas. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, a married white man and couple? So... He's got a couple with him already? Who's already got a bi-female? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is really confusing. And they're seeking other females. <laughs> For discreet rendezvous, open to all ideas, so they're they're out of ideas. They've tried every depraved thing they could think of, and they're like, "Hey, we need we need some help. Any of you guys got ideas?" What? Where's his wife? I is is she part of the couple? I don't understand. That would make more sense. Okay, it, married white male in a couple, right? With a bi. Woman right, looking they, for another woman. That makes sense. That is not what he wrote. It makes sense to me, too. A guy with three women. That makes sense to me. No, 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 no. No, two <laughs> women. No, no, no. Well, yeah, but they're seeking another one. It's him, his wife, their bi-female that they've got with them. Well, I thought his wife was the bi-female. And they're seeking more females. Oh. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, oh, is that what he's saying? He's saying he's in a couple with a bi-female and yeah. they're looking for another female? I think that's what he's saying. Okay. That does make more sense. Long-haired Harley rider. Ew. Really? I thought you'd like that. Why? You like motorcycles, don't you? No. Oh. Well, he's age 31 and he seeks woman who enjoys wild side of life. No wannabes. <laughs> Mid-Michigan area. So, nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. What does that mean, no wannabes? You can't be a wannabe. You gotta, you gotta, live, the, you gotta live the true Harley lifestyle. Okay, but if he wants a girl like that, that's not a girl. That's like a <laughs> jock. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree with you. I'm not my cup of tea. 
How about sexy senior ladies? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> a white, good-looking, stylish 50s guy seeks... Does he mean... fit By 50s guy, does he mean like like the 1950s or he's <laughs> in his 50s? Hmm, that's a good question. Because, okay, if he was a teenager in the 50s, mm-hmm. then he would be in his 60s? Yeah, could be in his late 50s, though. So either way could work? Seeks a sensual, uninhabited female partner, 50 to 62, for special care. What? (laughs) Does he need somebody to change his diapers? No, I think he wants to give her special care. Does he want to change her diapers? I think that's what it is. He is looking for uh, someone that uh, wears depends. Ew. That's my uh, neglected married or single woman. Wait, what? Neglected single or married woman sought by 35-year-old white male. That's such a weird, like, passive way to write that sentence. Yeah. For discreet mutual satisfaction. Gotta be mutual. Looks, size, age, unimportant. I don't care. Wow. That is definitely a, a dude. Very desperate. You might as well be a rock. A rock with a hole in it. Ew. That's enough for me. Uh, let's see. Let's look at some of these, uh, help wanted. Okay. Let's see. If any of you are looking for a job, here are some jobs that you might be able to do. Chemical loader. Individual must be 18 years or older with a high school diploma or equivalent. This position requires lifting, climbing. What are you climbing? And some mechanical aptitude, as well as working in all types of weather conditions. This job consists of transferring acids and caustic soda from rail cars to storage tanks to tank trailers. Chemical experience is preferred, but not required. Yo, trust me, you'll get your chemical experience. Those first chemical burns will be a lot of experience for you. (laughs) Please complete an application at the guard gate across from the PVS Chemicals corporate building at 10900 Harper Avenue, Detroit. Anyone want to become the Phantom of the Opera? <laughs> what? Oh, go get your, chemical go get your, burn. Yeah, go get your face burned with acid. Alrighty. What? Boring mill operator? Is that what that says? Yeah, well, I don't see where that is. But There's oh a yeah, big right star. Yeah, there? yeah, boring mill operator. What the hell does that mean, boring you, mill operator? You have to be a boring person. <laughs> To operate this mill. They don't want any excitement in the mill. No, a boring mill is something that bores holes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, and then there's one that says die tryout. (laughs) D-I-E, die. (laughs) Uh, Night shift. Excellent benefits and overtime available. Apply in person. Atlas tool. You, you, You don't understand a lot of these words. Dye, tool and dye. Uh-huh. They, they manufacture tools. But isn't it dye, like, you know, dyeing your hair, like D-Y-E? No, tool and dye is, is D-I-E. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, my, my dad's friend uh, is a, a tool and dye guy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. None of these none of these other ones seem Detroit funny to Detroit Symphony me. Orchestra. That sounds cool. Looking for the perfect part-time job? If you are outgoing, articulate, and love great music, you found it. Work in a fun, supportive environment. Evenings and weekends, cash bonuses, 
hourly plus commission will train for what? Oh, right. fundraising. Fundraising. Fundraising okay. for the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. Okay. I mean, hey, if you're looking for some commission and you think you're a good salesman, why don't you uh, fundraise for the Detroit Symphony Orchestra? Sure. And uh, as always, the number for this is one nine hundred nine three three nine zero nine nine for the uh, the Love Line stuff. It's two dollar per minute, by the way, guys. So uh, that's how you respond to an ad. You dial that number and then you enter their little bonus code there. I really want to do this with um, Asalamu Alaikum. Right? Is he still there this week? Maybe we should see if. Uh, maybe we should do the call on the air and see. We'll just pretend we're a black male and a, and a black female. <laughs> see what he wants. Right. Um. Actually, I do not see him. Oh, he found them. He's going to start a new nation, guys. <laughs> Be afraid. Oh, wait. No, there he is. Oh. Assalamu alaikum. Muslim minister seeks black female 18 and up to learn Islam, believe, obey God, Quran, Jesus Bible, and establish a nation. Oh, my so God. So messed up. Yeah, this guy's a freak. Um, But yeah, new nation. So if you want to be the new Adam and Eve for a new weird Christian Muslim mixed nation, uh, I don't know what their plans are after that, but, uh, you know, uh, probably gun ownership is a plus in that, uh, for that ad. Well, you know, we'll see in 25, 30 years, maybe he will uh, unleash his nation. Yeah, there will be a new nation, uh, a new nation of Islam in uh, the United States here. And uh, I don't know, their first act will be, uh, I don't know, bombing something. God, I hope not. Oh, what a terrible thing to say. Why, well, why, just, why do you got to go there? Well, it's weird. It's weird. It is weird. Establish a nation, a violent overthrow of the government. <laughs> maybe it's a peaceful nation. A peaceful nation within the United States. They tried, well, so what are they, what's he going to do, annex part of I the United don't States? Know. They tried that. It was called the Civil War. Whatever. Wasn't a peaceful nation, but... Uh, I just don't like thinking about people dying in bombs and stuff. Most people do. I don't know what <laughs> It's a fun Saturday night. Speaking of a fun Saturday night, uh, let's tell the people about 90210. Oh, sorry. Um. Oh, yeah, you're, you're into this, I can tell. Oh, I'm so tired today, guys. Sorry. Um, okay, so 90210 this week, um, kind of terrible episode really i'm starting to not love it as much um i I mean like i was enjoying watching you know the the new stuff on tv but watching the old episodes kind of sucks yeah the first season's not great so in in this one um brenda's trying to learn to drive yeah apparently she failed driver's ed two or three times before they moved yeah but the first time was only 20 minutes so it didn't count (laughs) That's sort of like the first time we had... Hey! Uh, whoa. <laughs> it was only 20 minutes, so I don't count that. What you wish. Hour um, or longer. What? <laughs> if you have some grievances, you can air them right now. <laughs> oh, I have no grievances, love. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm all distracted now. Um, okay, so Brenda's trying to learn to drive. Yeah. And she actually gets in an accident... When she's with the driver's ed instructor, which is kind of funny because, like, it kind of reminded me of when I was learning to drive. And um, yeah. I almost got in an accident. But, you know, my driver actually hit the brake and, and stopped that. 
Yeah, this guy was a moron. Yeah. Because, first of all, he caused the accident by they're driving, and he's like, oh, that's Henry Winkler. First of all, who cares? How long ago was Happy Days? Does anyone care what Henry, Henry Winkler is up to now? Yeah, I, I saw Night Shift on TV the other night. Great. That was 1983. Like, right. he hasn't been in anything that's mattered for at least 10 years. So, yeah, first of all, who cares if it's Henry Winkler? You're in Beverly Hills. So he's like, oh, I think that's Henry Winkler. And he's like, you've got the right of way, go. So she starts going, and she's like, oh, that's not Henry Winkler. And then she's staring at the guy because, uh, you know, he said something. And she's like, oh, that is Henry Winkler. And then, you know, he says, oh, watch out. And then they, you know, they're going right in front of a car, and then they cut to black because they don't have the budget to show an actual car accident. Right. But yeah, so she gets in an accident, all his fault. Yeah, it was it was definitely his fault. And I mean, I don't know, did, did, did you get the impression that he had the ability to stop the car? I mean, I, I don't know. He, he's supposed to. I thought all driver's side vehicles had that, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Brakes so, yeah. on, on his side, yeah. Idiot. Okay. Um, so we know she is not a good driver. We've right. established that. And then Brendan, Brandon, Brandon, <laughs> goes... Goes to work, and Kelly calls her. Now, Kelly has invited her to go to Janet Jackson concert. Yeah, the Janet Jackson concert. With her and uh, some, you know, two guys, so double date, in a limo. Yeah. And she turns this down. To study. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, yes, her mom told her that, I guess, Monday through Thursday she has to be studying, because I guess she's not doing great in school, but... Yeah, she can't go out or whatever. Who wouldn't make an exception for that? I thought she was supposed to get straight A's, by the way. She was. She got straight A's in Minnesota. Yeah, but she's not now. That's the problem. And it's because she's spending too much time hanging out with Kelly. Yeah. So, Kelly calls her and says she wants her to come and pick her up because she's having a bad time. Yeah, the guy's a jerk. He threw up in the limo. Uh, I don't know. Other things. Yeah, so... He's starting to make Steve look good. <laughs> So, for some stupid reason, Brenda agrees to steal Brandon's car mm-hmm. and go pick her up. What a moron. Yeah, where... How did he get to work? He rode his bike. Oh, yeah, that's right. He took the... I think she said motorcycle, right? I don't or did know. he just ride I, a bike? I think it was a bicycle. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember ever seeing him on a motorcycle, do you? No. And it, it doesn't really fit his character, does it? No. No, Dylan's character, maybe. Yeah. But. So, okay, so she takes the car, she's driving down the road, giving herself a pep talk the whole way about what a great driver she is. Yeah, and she's doing fine. And then the car runs out of gas. Right. So, she walks to the gas station and basically bats her pretty little eyes at the guy and gets him to agree to give her gas and take her back to the car. Yep. And she'll pay him tomorrow because she didn't have her wallet. Yeah, she also left the house without her wallet. Well, it's not like she had a driver's license in it anyway. Yes, true. So, yeah. She also told Kelly that the reason that she can't drive yet is because she doesn't have a California driver's license. (laughs) As if your driver's license is invalid as soon as you leave the state. Anyone that goes on vacation needs to get driver's licenses in every state they're in. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if Kelly has a driver's license. I don't think I have. Yeah, she drives. We've seen her drive. she's drive. So she should know. Anyways... When they get there, the car's gone. Car has been stolen. Mm-hmm. And how is she going to explain that, right? 
She also, like a moron, left the keys well, in that, the car. That was the end of the episode. But still, I thought it right away. I was like, oh, she left without those keys. Did you? I didn't notice. Yeah. I, oh. I thought so. Yeah. So, yeah, she's a big giant idiot. Um, And then with Brandon, what's going on with him? He's trying out for the basketball team. Yeah. Andrea wanted him to cover the tryouts, but instead he's actually trying out. His dad is, uh, you know, had a big moment in high school. It's one. It's that cliche thing where you know, oh my glory days in high school, where right. I hit the big shot to win the game. Uh, you know. By the way, if your biggest moment is in high school, you are a loser. Aw, don't be mean. Well, you are. I'm sorry. The, your best moments in life shouldn't be in high school. My best moments so far have been in high school. But we're only in high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyone that's actually still in high school, that's fine. If the, be- the best moments of your life don't have to have been kindergarten. You know what? I am pretty sure that his dad's best moments in life were not in high school. I bet they were when he got married and when he had his kids and all that good stuff. I'll never know. Oh, shush. (laughs) So, yeah, so Brandon's trying out, and there are five guys who are on the team who are black. And he... In Lily White, uh, West Beverly High. And he hears from Steve, of course, about some program in the school that allows people to attend the school that don't live in the district. And, and apparently no black people live in the district because he just assumes that that applies to them. I, I don't know. I'm guessing no black people live in the district. Uh, it's it's West Beverly, so probably not. But uh, anyway, yeah, so it's some sort of... It's like uh, for underprivileged people or something like that. They get a scholarship or whatever. And Steve says to to uh, Brendan or Brandon that it's like a they they break the rules mm-hmm. that West Beverly High brings these these kids in here just because they're good at sports and that's why that's the only reason not to actually help anyone out yeah and they never attend class or anything like that well and, and you know I'm sorry but in Brendan's defense. Brandon. Brandon's defense with what happens next here. He has never seen the kid in class. Correct. So, of Never course, seen any of the kids in class. Right. So, of course, right after Steve has said this to him, he finally sees one of these kids in his class who gets an extension on the assignment because he's been, you know, playing catch-up, I guess. Yeah. James. And he's never... He leaves again. Like, he hasn't even seen the class then. Yeah, he's like, oh, you know what it's like being uh, new or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it, you never show up to class? Okay. Yeah, it's really weird. It is weird. So, he thinks there's a story there, and, you know, he is on the paper, so he's trying to get Andrea to cover the story. He doesn't want to cover it because, rightly, it's a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. And um, so, in her digging around, she finds out that, what was the kid's name again? James. James. That James has not done the placement tests has no transcripts from the other schools, hasn't, you know, done anything to... He has basically no record. He's the only... She says he's the only kid in school with no grade point average. Right. I don't know how that's possible. Especially with what we learn later, I still don't know how that's possible. Well, I... Here's the thing, though. She was checking in the office of that program. Oh, yeah. That's true. So the office of that program didn't have any records on him. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because he wasn't in the damn program. Yeah, he's not in that program at all. Brandon runs into him in the library and walks up to him. And I'm sorry, how rude is this? Walks up to him and goes, what are you doing here? Well, also, before then, he confronts him Oh yeah. just, you know, like on the grounds of the school. And basically, he he's... It's like it's like uh, what's his name uh, Frost going after Richard Nixon uh, <laughs> on TV. You know, in, in the seventies when that happened, he's just he's just grilling him. Hey, you know uh, how come you don't have any records and blah, blah 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 and all this stuff. And he's like, "Why are you poking around in my records? Yeah, what right do you have to do that?" And he's basically he he says that you know he's claiming that he's cheating, yeah. and. Uh, the guy, James, says, that's only because I'm black. And Brandon says, I don't care what race you are. Uh, you know, it's not fair if this is what you're doing. Right. And then he just walks away from him. Which, if that's what he's doing, it wouldn't be fair. But he's making all sorts of assumptions. So, it turns out, he finds out when he confronts him now in the library, that his dad works for the library at West Beverly. And that he's worked there for 15 years, and that entitles him to go to the school. Yep. And that his parents decided a month into the you know semester that they wanted him to go to that school. Mm-hmm. And he's not even happy about it. He didn't want to be there. He liked his old school. And now he's playing catch-up. Yeah, and it's implied that his, that his dad's basically like a janitor for the... For the library or something like that? Some sort of maintenance or something like How that in the library? Implied? I don't remember. I that. think he says something about maintenance. So he does like maintenance work or something for the library. Okay. Where, you know, he's... And and that is true. If, if you work... I think that's true nationwide. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that's true nationwide. That... Because I think it happened in the Breakfast Club too, honestly. Uh, if you work for the school then your children are eligible to go to that school if you want them to. Okay. Uh, And obviously, West Beverly's in a better district with a lot more money, you know, better education and everything. So I can understand why his parents are interested in that. Though if he's worked there 15 years, I don't know why he just didn't start high school there. Yeah, that that doesn't make sense. But I guess they weren't happy with whatever was happening at the school he was going to. Where did he say he was? Inglewood? Yeah. Yeah. So... In the, you know, towards the end of the episode, him and Brandon end up, you know, becoming friends because they're both, you know, tr- trying out for this basketball team and mm-hmm. and they both show up early to practice. Yeah. And so they play together and they, they kind of talk it out, you know. And, um, you know, what's unfortunate, though, hmm. is I believe it's French. James is wearing some sort of shirt that has, it looks like a French logo. It's probably some sort of designerish brand, right? On the back, there's a bunch of French words and mm-hmm. phrases on there, too. <laughs> and the cameraman, uh, you know, the way he frames the shot where Brandon's standing in front of James and we see James from the back. Uh, the first line, the first letter, and they're talking about race while this is happening. Uh-huh. Like, because basically he's saying, look, you know, it doesn't matter. You're not some crack, you know, crack addicted dude from Inglewood, and I'm not some cowboy. We're just two guys going to the same school battling for a spot on the basketball team. But the top line of his shirt is a word that starts with N-I-G-G-E. Yeah, I noticed that too. I forgot about that. And I was like, well, that's an unfortunate coincidence. Why did they put him in that shirt? Right? So, yeah, that was uh, that was weird. Um, 
But we also forgot to mention there's uh, <laughs> there's a heavy implication that Steve Sanders is incredibly racist. Yes. By the way, because he talks about how he sees Brandon after he tells him all about the you know these black kids and stuff that uh, they're getting free rides and they're getting special treatment and blah blah blah. Uh, he tells him that he almost called him last night because he had front row tickets to the Lakers game. And Brandon's like, oh, I, w- I really would have liked to have gone to that. And the Lakers were playing the Celtics. And he's like, how was Magic? He's like, oh, Magic was Magic. You know, good. Uh, from here, by the way, uh, Michigan-born uh, and Michigan State alumnus uh, or alumni, uh, Magic Johnson. Just want to point that out. Anyway, so he says, oh, he was fine. But, uh, you know, Bird was unstoppable and McHale was was great on the boards. The two white players for the Boston Celtics, he points out. And he's like, well, I thought you were, uh, wh- like, what are you, from Boston? I thought, why are, you, why are you a Celtics fan? And he says, yeah, I'm from Beverly Hills, born and raised. But us Irish guys got to stick together. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, he's like, oh, you know what I mean. And he says something like that. And he's like... He, like, uh, yeah. you know, high-fives them or something like that and then walks away. I think the implication is he's talking about white people. That he likes the Celtics because they have two prominent white players on their team. You know, probably the two most well-known white players in the NBA right now. Yeah, not good. Steve is just not good. Or then, anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> really weird. But uh, I think the Irish is supposed to be, like, code for white. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't think he's actually Irish. Steve Sanders, I don't think, is Irish. Hmm. Sanders is not a, is not a, like a, you know, a well-known Irish name. There might be Irish people whose last name is Sanders, but it's not like his last name's, you know, O'Rourke. Right. Or something like that. O'Leary. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the end of the episode, I think we're there now. Yeah, we're pretty close. Is, uh, Brandon's car gets brought back they've they found it with the keys inside yep now brenda never said that she took his car she let them think that it was stolen from the driveway correct and they're talking about you know how how did you know they they get in the driveway and take the car and you didn't notice and blah 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 and and then somebody holds up the keys and goes and why did they leave the keys in yeah isn't that your key ring brenda's key ring yeah yeah, and then it just ends. There will be no, there will be no ramifications for that at all. I, I really think she, she would be severely punished for that. Yeah, but the next episode, they're not going to mention that. Just oh. like we're never going to see these black guys ever again. Yeah. They, uh, they were like, hey, we need some black people in the, in the show for like a little bit, but we don't want them in too long. So they put them in one episode. That's, uh, that's their attitude about race relations, in my opinion, on this show. So I'm going to give it another episode or so, but I might switch to something else because I'm getting a little done with it. Yeah, we will probably, you know, especially as the new season of TV shows start, we'll probably switch to something else. I'm sure there's some new shows coming out oh, that'll be interesting. Sure. For sure. We're going to find something else in the fall. Yeah. So we'll see uh, what happens with 90210. But uh, we did not go to the movie theater this week. No, we were lazy. We laid around and watched uh, VHS tapes of Nano 210 and rented movies. Yeah, exactly. So we are going to talk to you about a movie that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, the Elizabeth Shoe Vehicle Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> you like her. 
No, actually, I don't really find her that attractive. Really? I think she's a good actress, but I don't. I don't. She in this movie, they taught everyone's like uh, about how attractive she is and all this stuff and everything. Uh, I've never really found her that attractive. No. Hmm. Um, I think she's pretty. She's fine, but you know, like. I don't, I don't think she's ugly or anything. It's just I'm not attracted to her. But I do think she's a good actress, and I like a lot of the 80s movies and sort of the, I don't know, the feel and the tone of a lot of different 80s movies, and this is definitely one of my favorites. Why don't you uh, take us through a little bit of Adventures in Babysitting, and then I'll, I'll chime in. Okay, so I, I do like the movie, so don't get me wrong, but it starts off really cheesy. She, this little dance number of her in this this black dress and her tights and 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 then she's laying on the bed like kicking her feet in the air and stuff. It's like re- really that's really? one of my favorite like that. That's one of my favorite parts about it is the opening, which is why I thought you must like this girl. No, I just I like that song <laughs> for one, and I, I think it's just a fun like a, you've never danced around to a song in your bedroom. Of course I have. Who hasn't? But so it starts off with that, with her dancing around the song in her bedroom, getting ready for her date. Mm-hmm. And her boyfriend shows up and blows her off, saying yeah. that his sister is sick and he has to take care of her. And, you know, he's so sorry. We'll do the French restaurant next week. Right. It's their anniversary, by the way. Yeah. So immediately I have a very strong suspicion that this J. Jack Hole. What? <laughs> <laughs> Were you gonna Were you gonna use a uh, a uh, ethnic slur or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> Find this jackass. Okay. <laughs> um, was cheating on her. That 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 was my theory from the beginning. What anniversary is it of theirs, by the way? Is this like a one month thing or like a three month anniversary? I hope it's like a one month thing. I mean. Apparently, and we spent the whole movie trying to figure this out, but we find out towards the end that she's 17 years old. Right. So why is she even going on a date to a freaking French restaurant? She's still in high school. And how old is that guy supposed to be? Yeah. 20? 21? They're like, they must have money, you know? Yeah, I guess. And we find out that he drives a Camaro with with the license plate. So cool. (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't have made him more of a villain if they tried. Yeah, he's a giant douche. Um, so she gets blown off, and then they these people call asking if she'll babysit, and she has nothing better to do now. So she agrees. Yep. Find out that the older boy in this house, who is very close to her age... He's like 14, I think, or 15. Supposed to be. I think, I think they said 14? Yeah. He's a freshman, and she's a senior. Right. So he has this huge crush on her. It's kind of funny to me, too. Like, the little girl she's supposed to babysit, he's supposed to be going out. And he's looking for his clear cell when he finds out that she's in the house. Right. And his little sister has taken it to use as paint. It's like, I was out of brown. Yeah. Like, Ugh. what? What kid does that? That's ridiculous. That's funny to me, though. Yeah. But she's painting pictures of Thor because she loves Thor. Who gives a shit about Thor? Um, this little girl. Yeah, but who cares? Like, and lots of dweebs. Thor is such a... I'm, I don't read comic books, just so you guys know. Uh, I know there are many of you out there that are probably comic book enthusiasts, and that's fine, but I don't, I don't read them. The closest I come to like kind of enjoying comic books is, is like, you know, the Superman movie from the 70s, or 1989's Batman movie. Batman Returns is kind of weird, but, um... 
But that's like as close as I get. I watch some of them. But honestly, who cares about... First of all, Marvel... Like, I mean... Like, the okay, the X-Men cartoon. I like that. You know, it's been out a couple of years now. Uh, I enjoy the X-Men cartoon. But I think what? They've got Spider-Man, right? That's the... That's the big one, Marvel's uh, property. I have no idea. who cares about Thor? Who cares about some of these other B-listers like Iron Man? Aquaman? Aquaman's DC, but... See, I don't know. But, like, who cares about Iron Man, Thor, uh, you know, like some of these other ones. The Incredible Hulk had a a TV show in the the 80s with Bill Bixby and, and Lou Ferrigno. You know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, Spider-Man's, like, the only thing that Marvel's got going for them. Who cares about the rest of these these things? And the X-Men. The X-Men are cool, too. Uh, but, I mean, they're never going to they're never gonna make, like, Superman, epic, great movie, Christopher Reeve. Uh, you know, Batman, Michael Keaton, awesome. They're never going to make a Thor movie. They're never going to make an Iron Man movie. Who, who the hell would watch that? Um, the dweebs? Yeah, I go so the dweebs would watch it. Fine, but you know that's ugh. anyway. The same kids that play uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which, by the way, I'm not hating because I like Dungeons and Dragons. Just saying. Yeah, but no one else is gonna watch the, the, those movies. So, you know, they're never so gonna. What, make they them. don't count. They're not people. They don't get a movie. I'm just saying. Who like? I'm saying it's unrealistic that this girl would like Thor. Well, you know, kids get into weird stuff. I Anyways. guess. She's yeah. into Thor. He's into Chris the babysitter. Yeah. He'd like to be into Chris the babysitter. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, she's... Uh, we, why he, he isn't just staying home and watching his sister, I don't know, because he's obviously old enough. Mm-hmm. But the parents leave. He's still there, I think is weird. And then his friend shows up at the back door and, and comes in. And he tries to get rid of him. Well, he tries to get rid of him. He well, yeah, he does. He does in. try to... You're right. He does try to get rid of him. He's actually... Uh, like covering up the windows and stuff. He's going to stay in instead of going out because Chris is there. So again, his parents are wasting their damn money. Yep. And um, they look like they have money to waste, though. This whole area, I, I questioned whether or not this was written by John Hughes because I wasn't sure. Uh, because John, all of John Hughes's movies are populated by rich kids that don't know they're rich <laughs> because that was John Hughes's experience growing up. Uh, but they, uh, they, and they're, and it takes place in Chicago. The, the movie takes place in the city of Chicago. So I questioned whether or not he wrote it, but he didn't write it. Okay. Um, I don't know. I kind of never questioned it because you would know. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know all about John Hughes. Right. Um, anyways, um, her friend calls at their house, at the per- person that she's babysitting for his house. Brenda, yeah. Yeah. To say that she has run away from home. Because she doesn't like her stepdad or something. She is at the train station. Right. She spent all her money on the cab ride to get to the train station. So she has no money to get home or to take a train anywhere. Mm-hmm. And she wants her to come pick her up. And the entire time some homeless man this is, is funny. banging on the on the, pay, the, the booth. The pay, that. Get out of my house. Right. <laughs> and there's a dude... Standing across from her, just showing her a gun, just keeps pulling it out of his trench coat and smiling. <laughs> like a freak. Like a psychopath. <laughs> like like he's saying, hey, I got a gun. You know, it's the weirdest thing in the world. And 
I I figured it out at towards the end of the movie when she's being accosted by all the ghosts of Christmas past, all the people that uh, she's run into throughout the bus station for the mm-hmm. entire movie. He's just a crazy guy. Like, it might not even be a real gun. Right. It might not work. It's probably not loaded. He's just nuts. <laughs> right? Like, he's just a weird, like a weird vagrant. <laughs> so, yeah. So, she is trying to say no, but somehow gets talked into it. This is mistake number one. I realize had she not made this mistake, there'd be no movie. But stupid. No. Tell her to call her parents. What an idiot. So, she's like, okay, you watch your sister. I'll be back in an hour. Mm-hmm. But the kids blackmail her because they want to go into the city because they think it's going to be some awesome thing to go pick up her friend. They think they're going to have an adventure. Right. Well, they do. but In babysitting. Right. Ha, ha, ha. But, um, I mean, I don't get why the kids even want to go. And she's like, I can't take you into the city. Like there's dragons roaming around the city or something. <laughs> I know Chicago can be a dangerous place, but holy hell. Well, I mean, I don't know. I can imagine that a parent might be upset if the babysitter took their children into the city when they're supposed to be in their house where they're safe. In a car? I mean, eh. I don't know. So, if everything that hadn't ha- had happened didn't happen, then it wouldn't have been a big deal. So, I'm so sorry. Is there a carbon so monoxide sorry. leak down here? What the hell? I spent the whole day outside and I have the sunburn and I'm tired. <laughs> it happens. Hey, I had a fun day. Now Good I'm for you. Um, yeah, so they go to get Brenda. I watched St. Elsewhere today. Good for you. <laughs> it was good for me. Um, that sounded really dirty. <laughs> well, you know... I don't know how much you like that show, but... Dr. Morrison. Oh. <laughs> no, you know, my favorite one on the show is, uh, is Ed Begley Jr., Okay. Yeah, I can't uh, think of his name off the top of my head. But... Okay, so they're in the car. Yeah. And they get a flat tire on the freeway. So that's scary to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, um, their car is just, like, flying around the freeway. And the kids are all, like, acting like this is great fun. Yeah, and like, the one idiots. dude's just laughing. Yeah. Oh, I hated the sound of his laugh, too. Oh, my God. Every time he laughs, I just want to punch him in the face. Seriously. <laughs> So they, they're pulled over to the side of the freeway. Luckily, no one is hurt. They uh-huh. have a flat tire. And this guy pulls over to help them, and they, they act all crappy to him. Don't you think they were kind of crappy to him? Yeah, well, they like they they act like he's going to murder them in the middle of the freeway because <laughs> they're cloistered suburbanites. And she had been telling a scary story about a babysitter babysitting some kids whose faces get scraped off by a, a hook-hand guy. And he uh, he pulls his hands out from behind his back, and he's got a hook for a hand. <laughs> so then they all scream, and someone's like, he's going to scrape our faces off. <laughs> yeah, so he basically he's like, hey, you know, I'll tow the car for you to the garage, you know, and, and we you can get it fixed. But, you know, she says she doesn't have any money, and he says, I'll treat you to a new tire. Yeah. Which, that would make me a little suspicious. People don't usually just do nice things for no reason. Well, she is a pretty girl, I guess. Exactly, but what does he want from the pretty girl? That that that's my concern. I think he's a pretty man. I think he's against adultery. Well, yeah, I guess. And he's I married. Guess, so. <laughs> based on the next scene, we can say that. Yeah. So he's driving them to <laughs> get their their new tire, and he gets a call over 
the the radio that the that car is outside his house again or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's with that ba- she's with that bastard again. So he drives home like a maniac. Yeah, and crashes in front of his house, breaks inside, pulls a gun out <laughs> from his glove box, you know, like kicks down his door, and his wife is cheating with some dude. You know, not cool. Right. Obviously. Apparently in the living room as well. <laughs> uh, and he, he pulls out a gun and she's grabbing his arm. Don't kill him. He's trying to shoot this guy dead. Uh, shoots a hole through their, the windshield of her car. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they get out. They're all freaked out. There's bullets flying around everywhere. They get into a Cadillac that's sitting in front of the house. That happens to be that guy's car. He comes out. He's still pulling his pants up, knocking on the window. That's my car. And yeah, she's, like, she's like, uh, lock the wind, lock the doors, and the doors, you know, automatically lock, even though no one pushed it. Hmm. She looks, and there's a guy stealing the car. Yeah. Now, were I those kids, I would have probably jumped out of the car. Yeah, although the doors were locked. Yeah. Once doors lock in a car in a movie, they cannot be unlocked. <laughs> so. He just finishes hot wire in the car and takes off with all these people in the car. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and where I him, I would have told them to get the fuck out of the car. Yeah. He, he starts driving and, and she says, you can let us off here. And he's like, oh, you know, this is a really bad neighborhood. I wouldn't even get out here. So they're obviously in the south side of Chicago. Right. And he says, he says, I've got some business to take care of first. Then I'll drop you wherever you want to go. Yeah. Why didn't they just say, we need to get to, you know, we need our car or whatever. You just like, I, I don't they know. They did. They did. Because remember, he was able to say which car garage they needed to get to. But they hear that, they hear that later. They oh. get that information later. Okay. But anyway, so, because their car's not at a garage yet. But their car's still attached to the... Going to be. Yeah. But anyway, so he's like, but he takes them... To the chop shop. <laughs> Why you would take a babysitter and three kids to the to your chop shop, I have no idea. Well, you know, how old do you think this kid was? I mean, he doesn't look that old either. Yeah. He, Probably like maybe 18. 18, 19, something like that. So, I mean... So they go to the chop shop and they, uh, you know, the main bad guy that's there, Skullface, he says... Um, He's got very tight skin, very yeah. thin face. Yeah, he's very creepy. But anyway, so in a really creepy voice, like they cast very well. It's <laughs> like, take him upstairs. You know, I don't, yeah. I, I can't do it. But, but he's, you know, he says, take him upstairs. We'll deal with him after the meeting. So, the, the one kid sees a playboy there that he wanted because it was that. There's a subplot to this that this girl uh, Elizabeth Shue is supposed to look like the girl in this Playboy magazine the centerfold and he tried to show brad while they were in the car and he threw it out the window (laughs) so he wants a replacement so he grabs this one out of the the thing and they um they uh you know they get out they climb up to the roof then they take the ladder down and they start running away the people notice and the guy says in a in a very very clearly adr line (laughs) Which stands for additional dialogue recording. It's what they do to overdub. If the audio is is 
kind of compromised in some way. There's a lot of background ambient noise or the line didn't get recorded quite properly. It's hard to hear or they replace the line with something else. They use ADR. It's where you basically go into a studio, say the line and they dub it into the movie. But it's always really noticeable. Um, and it's really noticeable in this one too. Uh, and he's like, oh, all the, you know, the the notes about the Philadelphia shipment. I don't know what the fuck they're doing in this thing. They're chopping up cars and what, sell, like sending the parts to different different cities I, I don't for, know. for sale, I guess. I don't know. It's a weird criminal enterprise. But he says that could put us away for 20 years. I don't know how. Unless he signed the notes, <laughs> like I don't, I don't get any of it. But whatever. So they want the Playboy back, so they're going after him. And then they go on, you know, an adventure. They go to a blues club <laughs> where uh, they're forced to sing a really weird song, uh, "Babysitter," ba- the babysitting blues. No one gets out of here without singing the blues. Right, exactly. And then they go to a frat party that also has live music for that some reason. That looked fun. I want to go to a frat party. Yeah, well, frat parties can be fun. Um, so they go they go to a frat party where two of the guys are like, oh, it's her, it's Miss March. <laughs> and uh, the, the I don't know, the love interest guy, I guess. I, whatever. He doesn't really have a name, I don't think. Do they give him a name? Uh, no. Beautiful so, Eyes, that's his name. Beautiful Eyes, okay. Yeah, he does have nice eyes, I guess. He was in uh, that movie. Yeah. He was in that movie. You know the movie I'm talking about. Um, the one about getting married. Father of the Bride. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was the, the husband. The husband. He was the, the, the husband of the bride. Yeah. In Father of the Bride. Anyway, so, yeah, he was in that, and you know him. So, he, uh, you know, he says, oh, it's not her. What would Miss March be doing at a Kappa party or whatever the hell it is? Yeah. Uh, Lolita Davidovich from <laughs> Intersection, which we, we've talked about. Uh, she, um, a very young Lolita Davidovich. Now, she is much more attractive than Elizabeth Shue, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, they're both pretty. She starts making out with the one kid, the one that's not Brad. Yeah, the, the friend. Yeah, because her boyfriend's not attentive enough or something. Yeah, I don't I don't know what kind of excuse she used, but yeah. But anyway, they start making out. The guy notices, wants to beat the crap out of him. Which it's not his fault cuz she totally just like jumped him. Yeah, oh exactly. Yeah, she she forced herself on him and I'm telling you, this guy does not deserve to have sex forced upon him. You know, it's just not it's just not right. Um he did not seem to mind. <laughs> He was not complaining. Well, I'm just saying it's not it's not right. What if it was some what if it was a situation that he didn't want? Well, of course that's different, but I mean he he was very he thanked the babysitter for the best night of his life that's up true. to this point. That's true. He clarified up to this point. See, he knows his life's going to get better outside of high school. I guess it's justified. Uh anyway, so um so anyway, they they get out of there uh the the nice eyes or whatever <laughs> um he stops the guy from beating the crap out of him. He also gives them $45 to get their tire fixed. Yeah. Oh, because I forgot. We skipped the part where they go to the L train, and there's two gangs that are about to have a oh, gang yeah. war in the middle of them sitting there. <laughs> like, they're in the middle of it. So he stands up, and he's like, hey, you know, let's not do this. We don't want to get hurt. We're just going to get off the train, blah, blah, blah. And he throws a knife into his shoe, cuts him, 
And they take him to the hospital, and he has one stitch. Yeah. But there's another guy with knife wounds that dies from the knife wounds. So when they see the doctor, they're like, hey, our, our guy was in a knife fight or whatever. What happened to him? He's like, oh, he's dead. And so she faints, and they're trying to revive her. And then he comes out, and he's like, hey, what's going on? You know, And, and his sister gives him a big hug, cause, <laughs> and his friend gives him a hug. He's like, don't die on me, you know, and everything. It was cute, yeah. So that's when, that's when they see uh, the guy, the tow truck guy. Yeah. Because he's at the hospital because he beat he t- beat the shit out of this guy <laughs> and that was cheating uh, on his wife with him. And uh, and so he sees them. He pushes the guy down. They run out you know, together. The cops are coming after him. And he's like, hey, this is the place I took it to. I paid for the windshield because that was on me. But you'll have to pay for the tire. It's going to be 50 bucks. It's at this garage. Which, what the hell? He said he was going to buy them a tire. Well, he already paid for the windshield. That was on him. Yeah, I, I agree, but like he might not have had enough money. Oh, that's now, that windshield true. was probably expensive. Yeah. So he's like, you know, go to this garage. It'll be fifty bucks for the tire. And she's like, oh, I don't have fifty dollars. Can't you go with us? Talk to us. He's like, I'm a fugitive from the law now. So he, he runs away. We never see him again. Right. So anyway, this guy at the frat party gives her forty five bucks to pay for the tire, and she's like, I'll you know pay you back or whatever. So they're going out and they see a toy store that the girl wants to, you know, look at and everything. And then they see a French restaurant and guess whose car is outside that French so restaurant? So cool. Yeah, exactly. So they go in there and he's eating dinner with someone. I, I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm not attracted to Elizabeth Shue, but, you know, she's a fine looking woman or whatever. This girl that he was with looked like a toad. Oh yeah, she was way ugly. And her her hair was done up like uh, like she was wel- welcoming home her her fiance from World War Two. <laughs> so, you know, she she's like, oh, you know, she like she basically rips into him verbally about this and how he's cheating on her, and he's like, hey, you know, our relationship isn't as strong as you you seem to think it was. You're some little girl. That thinks you're in love, you know, or whatever, and it's just like a fling. And Brad stands up for her, and he's like, "Yeah, well, good luck with her, because her knees, her legs are welded together at the knees." Yeah. Basically saying she's a virgin, and you know she wouldn't give it up, so that's why he's going out with this Uggo. <laughs> and the Uggo laughs at that joke, by the way. So she's some kind obviously, of smart. yeah. Um. So anyway. He, uh, Brad, like, kind of gives this speech, and he's like, you know, I'd love to hit you right now, but I'm not going to, because I'm not going to sink to your level. And his friend goes, I will, and kicks him, the, <laughs> kicks him in the back and knocks him over. You know, chaos ensues. And the girl, the little girl with the Thor helmet on, is at the, she's taken some, some desserts. Yeah, she stole some dessert. And she's <laughs> at the, the toy store just looking in, in the window. That's when somehow... The gangsters have tracked them down and found them, and they pick her up and grab her. Yeah, the, this is where the movie gets a little ridiculous, but yeah. So then they go after. Uh, go ahead from the, from there after they grab him. Well, I know they grab her, and doesn't she get away though? Because she's you know trying to make it to. She sees the building where her parents are at, where for her her dad's party. She violates the one rule of movies in that she pulls up the lock on the door and jumps out and runs towards the building where her her dad's building. 
So, yeah, she goes in there. She takes the elevator up to the top floor. And they chase her up there. She decides the only thing that she can do is climb out the window. Yeah. So she climbs out the window and she's hanging on to this wi- the window. It's like a, it's like a slanted, like sloped window, and it's it's literally probably I don't know a thousand feet up. up. Yeah, it was like forty something stories that building. Yeah, it's a very tall building, so instant death if For you sure. if you fall. And um, the bad guy, one of the bad guys that's chasing her, comes to the window, looks out. And is trying to save her. Yeah, he's like, oh, God. You know, like, like all they want is their playboy. At least this guy. You right. know, the, the, it's uh, it's not the young black kid. It's the older black guy, the one that punched him yeah. for bringing the kids. But he's trying to put a rope out there. He's like, come on, kid, you know, and, and, and she's not grabbing it. So he climbs out on the window. I'm sorry. This is heroic. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have done this. He climbs out in the window, like, oh, and he's like, oh, God, because he wants to save her from, you know, like, falling to her death. Yeah, he's out there trying to save her, and she continues to, like, back away from him and stuff. Like, she thinks that he's trying to hurt her, which, I mean, I don't think they ever want to hurt her. They just want to get their playboy. Well, at least he didn't. I, the, the other guy, it's, it's debatable. So her family comes, and uh, not her parents, but her, her brother and yeah. them come and they they're able to save her they're able to use the rope and and get get her up there right and then the black guy is still out there and the young black kid uh joe i think his name is joe gip or something like that sure uh i can't remember but i think that's what it is he um you know they're like what about him and he looks out and he just kind of laughs and he's like uh well let him sweat it out there for a little bit it's implied that he's going to give him the rope at some point. But, I mean, the guy is clinging for his life. Yeah, that's really, really crappy. And he went out to save this girl. So then they, they, they're going to leave, and uh, they see the main bad guy. And he's like, uh, you know, he gives they give him the playboy. And he's like, okay, go you know go down to the car. I'll take care of the, them. Like, you know, it, it's implying that he's, he's going to... He's going to kill him. Yeah, he's going to kill him or something. So this guy has bad intentions, yes. obviously. Uh, and then the young kid just punches him in the face, <laughs> knocks him out, and then they, they run away. They get in the car, they see the parents on the way home, and uh, they, they all duck down. Even the driver, even the babysitter who's driving. Yeah, safe. Um, and speed past him, and he's like, how, how fast do your parents drive? And he says about 45. 45 on the freeway, <laughs> the 55 mile an hour freeway, right. so weird. But she's like, we'll do 80. So they drive 80 all the way home. They get home. Everyone gets in their bed. Everything's cool. She doesn't have her skate. She wants to go back. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not happening. So they get home. Everything's cool. The parents come home. She's like, oh, everything's great. And uh, she goes out and says, I, you know, I think I'm retired from babysitting and everything. They want to do this again next weekend. <laughs> uh, Brad also says, hey, you know, I know that seniors don't hang out with freshmen. By the way, seniors date freshmen. Well, yeah, if, you if know. it's the guy that's the senior. Yeah. I mean, I went on a date with a, a senior when I was a freshman before we were together. What? Yeah. Who? Her name was Lacey. Okay, well, Lacey is a perv. Okay. Senior girls do not date freshman boys. But it's not pervy for a senior guy to date a freshman girl? No. <laughs> okay. All right, sounds good. I don't know why. I can't explain it to you, but no. Okay. Anyway, so um, 
What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So he <laughs> says he says that, you know, I know they don't hang out. So if you ignore me, it's cool. And she's like, I don't ignore friends, Brad. So, you know, they're going to be friends now, I guess. Yeah. And she goes outside and Nice Eyes is there. He found the skate. She left it there. It's got the dress on it. It's like, oh, I thought the girl would need this, you know, it's everything. It's like Cinderella. Yeah, exactly. Prince Charming shows up with the shoe. And then they kiss and Brad weirdly, creepily, like, waves goodbye to her as he slowly closes <laughs> the blinds. It's one of the weirdest things ever. Yeah. And I that's mean, how the movie ends. Oh, we forgot too, they meet Thor. The guy that I, the guy that uh the guy that runs the place uh is played by Vincent D'Onofrio, who you might recognize as Private Pyle from uh Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> but anyway, uh he's uh you know, he looks like Thor, he's got the long blonde hair and everything, and he's with their five dollars short and he's like, you know, screw you, you don't get a tire. And the girl comes up to him. And she's like, oh, I know why you're not acting. Because she thinks he's really Thor. She's like, I know why you're not acting nice. Because you don't have your helmet. And he's going to give her the helmet. And he's like, you're going to give me this? You know? And, and so he's like, he's like, all right, you know, you're tired. That's cool, you know. And, and he, like, throws that. He's like, I got one of these at home. Which is funny. Like, implying that he actually is Thor. See, maybe more people like Thor than he realized. It's dumb. But anyway, so that's uh, that's the movie. That's how it ends. What, what did you think of the film? Um, I would give it like a solid B. I, I think that um, you know it was good. It's not great, but it's cute. I like rollicking adventure '80s movies. Yeah, it's an '80s movie. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So uh, that is our episode for the week. That's how long we do these. Yeah. Um, you know, do all the things. Do it all. Go where you know where where you can find us and give us um, money. What about Blockbuster Pick of the Week? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I guess we'll end this episode as we end every episode with our Blockbuster Pick of the Week. Right. And that, this week, is Philadelphia. Well, that's your pick. Well, that's my pick. Philadelphia, which we already talked about. If you want to go back and hear all about our opinion of this movie, you know, go back to, like, our first episode. Yeah. But, um... Find that tape. Right? <laughs> Not labeled, but we say the date. Oh, I forgot to say the date! Did you really? Yeah. I think you said it. It's June 1st, 1994. It is not. It's not June 1st. It's July. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's July. 2nd. It's July. July 2nd, 1994. Wow. What were you doing before uh, we started recording? (laughs) Anyways, um, Philadelphia, great movie with uh, Tom Hanks and what's his name? Yeah. Denzel Washington from St. Elsewhere. No, he was on St. Elsewhere. <laughs> Anyways, I love it. You should see it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So that's our episode for the week. If you want to give money to Carol's Locker, you can. Uh, I don't know. Money, 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 money. <laughs> do all the stuff. You know. You know what you need to do. Tell us how great of a job we're doing, too. We love that. Love notes. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Bye.